Welcome to the Joyfulness Broadcast. Me here with my block nose in bed. Wanted to make this video recording, audio recording, again, goddammit, <laughs> uh, that I have been inspired to make. Let's title this one, Forgetting About Your Anxieties or Our Anxieties. Let's make ours to make it more unified. Uh, forgetting About Our Anxieties. And worries. No, forgetting about our worries. That's what I'll title it. Okay, so, forgetting about worries. Right, you know, right now, you might have stuff, and, well, <laughs> it's stuff that's point of pain, point of suffering for you. No, apparent, point of pain, apparent, point of suffering. So, right, what's all that about? And how can we ease it a bit? Well, you know, I've been going throughout the day and I've been, I've been forgetting a lot. <laughs> I've been forgetting a lot. But it's a, you know, normally we get anxious about forgetting, but actually forgetting is one of the most beautiful things. Uh, we, f we forget all our problems, you know, even if it's for a moment, even if it's for a couple seconds. There's this moment, there's this space where everything is is just what it is. <laughs> there isn't any thinking involved. It's like a space of of just like presence, that's a that's a good word for it. Just a empty space where there's nothing. <laughs> How great is that? <laughs> Some might say boring. But not really. No, because it's not... It's not boring because there's a quality to this space. There's a quality to this space of... This empty space beneath all worries. There's a quality to it. Which makes it... Sort of impossible to be boring. It's not boring because it's very... I don't know how to describe it. Let's try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try <laughs> making a podcast episode here. <laughs> so I guess I'll try and describe it. Um, so it's a, it's a space beneath our worries. I'm just trying to get to the essence here. It's a space where we forget things. And then we try to remember things. But why do, why do we try to remember things? What's that about? What's all that about? I don't know, it's almost like we're scared. If you if you notice that when you forget things, there's an anxiousness about remembering. There's like, oh no, what if I'm going to forget everything? What if I'm going to forget it? What if I'm going to forget all these things that are important to me? What if I, I'm going to forget all these important things <laughs> about the day? Uh, it's like there's a fear. There's a fear of losing one's identity. That's what this is really about. It's a fear of becoming no one. Haha. <laughs> it's like the Ramdas uh, documentary. So my friend uh, recently told me about. It's like a fear of just, like, being nobody. 
you know, in society, <laughs> society, the whole, like, game of society where we um, start in school is to become somebody, right? Everyone asks you, what do you want to be? <laughs> I want to be somebody. <laughs> okay, what kind of somebody do you want to be? I want to be this somebody. Oh, okay, I want to be this, that somebody. Oh, great. I don't know, if you listen around, not many people say, I don't, I don't want to be anybody. So, there is a, when we forget, when we enter that space, um, why am I saying this, all this rambling, I don't know, I'm hearing this for the first time, just like you are, <laughs> so, um, but when we forget stuff, we enter the space of being, uh, of nobody, even for, if it's just for a short time, <laughs> we enter the, the nobody space, and it's beautiful, it's wonderful, because there's nothing to do, there's nothing to gain, there's nothing to lose either, <laughs> it's just a wonderful empty space, um, I wouldn't say empty, because empty is just a concept, uh, the, the most precise way perhaps, is just a, a space of being, that's all, full stop, and then we, there's an anxiety, Let's 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 even detach it. Let's not even say that it's ours. Let's just say that there is a what arises from that space of forgetfulness is then an anxiety to remember, to hold on. Actually, let's remove the word remember, but to actually hold on. So I don't know. I forget something, and then there's this anxious energy that arises, trying to latch onto things, hold on to anything anything, 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 and I'm guessing that it's the same for you also, because, you know, we're both human, <laughs> so, probably the same for you, uh, but see, so, this is the great thing about these podcasts, um, so, I invite you to actually not think about this, right, you might be like, what the, what the hell is this dude on, like, where is he, <laughs> where is he in space right now, I'm about at the stratosphere, <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not actually on any alchemical stuff, this is just me, normally, after like a good old meditation, um, no, so I invite you to not actually think about what I'm saying, instead, just hear it, just hear it, that's all, now, the more openly you hear it, the more open-heartedly you hear it, uh, then you open yourself to then recognize what I'm saying in your own life. So all you do is listen, and then you recognize it, you'll see it in your own life. You don't have to think about it. We can totally forego thought, we can totally skip it, it's not necessary. So if you do find yourself thinking about stuff, <laughs> just know that it's not necessary. You don't have to judge yourself for kick yourself about for it, um, as we often do, <laughs> that's not necessary, you can just say, oh, you can just kind of know that it's not necessary, so that's the great news with these podcasts, you just hear this stuff, and I'll, I'll sorry, I, sh I should be putting out more, more, more content more often, so I, I will be, I'll kick, I'll kick it up, kick it up a notch, because I've seen that there are actually people who listen, <laughs> so I'll, I'll, this, I'll put out more stuff, um, 
But yeah, all you have to do is uh, listen. And the more open-heartedly you listen, the higher the likelihood of you recognizing what I'm saying in your own life through your own experiences. So yeah, that was just an interesting one, huh, isn't it? You know, something's quite interesting is uh, Alzheimer's. If you So if you look at Alzheimer's, uh, if you notice on this uh, podcast, I mentioned, mentioned, I mentioned David Hawking just a few times, here and there, you know? <laughs> uh, it's because he's my teacher, so there is a great love and devotion to Hawking's. I ha- can't help myself, I can't help myself. Um, but Hawking's, so Hawking's talks, he once said something, paraphrasing roughly based on memory, <laughs> just to be precise, if I missay anything just based on my memory um really the, he says the closest thing uh that's society like modern man the closest thing that man comes to usually <laughs> to to enlightenment the closest thing that humanity comes to enlightenment generally speaking is the aging process <laughs> And Alzheimer's, he says, he says, Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's is the closest you can get. Um, Perhaps, don't remember if he said exactly the closest you can get, but let's just say he said, I think, I think he did say that. It's the closest you can get. Um, So it's a great gift. It's a great gift. Uh, so, So from it, what's, what, what? What is Alzheimer's? Well, the non-important, the non-essential fades away. That is the personal, that's the personality, the nuances of the personality, the, the likes, the dislikes, the, the remembering the details, that stuff fades away. And what's left is the, the, the lovable essence. Hawking says that, you know, when he was working with, uh, I just like sharing stories, so hopefully you like this little story. When he was working with, um, as a physician uh, with the homes, nursing homes, he was one of the only phys- clinical physicians working with uh, the at the nursing homes at the time. I think this must have been the probably the eighties, I would guess. Uh, so there would be these people standing around. They'd be like, "Wow, this guy's losing it. He's losing it." Like talking about the uh, old people, maybe that's someone with Alzheimer's. But Hawking's, he wouldn't see someone losing it. He'd see he'd only he'd see the lovable essence. What other people saw as crazy, yeah, he saw just the lovable essence. There was nothing crazy about them. They were, quite frankly, close to enlightenment. <laughs> Isn't that hilarious? So why do I share that? And why do I share this forgetting stuff? Look, if you're listening to this, you're probably interested in this stuff, uh, especially if you've listened this long. And you're interested in, uh, you know, this is a joyfulness broadcast and becoming your most joyous self. And something to recognize that will ease a lot of pain is just to recognize that not most of the world doesn't want this. Most of the world isn't interested in this. And it's very rare to actually experience the state of constant joy. It's very rare. Uh, it's very rare to then, it's even rarer to then go beyond that to the right states of enlightenment. Sachinananda. I probably totally mispronounced that. <laughs> um, 
So why why do I say that? I don't say that. Look, so what's going to happen is there's a couple options here. The ego is going to kick up and say, oh, yes, rare, rare. And that's where the, the spiritual ego is born. And that's just something to watch out for. So just watch out for that one. It's a spiritual ego. It's going to latch onto things and make it a positionality, make it seem special. Uh, it's just, just is what it is. That's how you counter it. But the, the reason I actually do say that is not to make it seem special, but instead to just contextualize it. So it, it makes a little more sense, you know? Because a lot of... There's just a misunderstanding. People don't understand. So a lot of people, they see pain and suffering in Alzheimer's, whereas the enlightened the ones who are interested in enlightenment, the ones who understand the essence of what it is to be, to be, they see someone that is close to God. They see someone that is close to divinity. They see someone, someone who to for whom the personality has faded. And yet, to most of the world, that's a scary thing. To most of the world, it's a scary thing. It's a it's a fearful. It's a something to fear. Something to fear. Alzheimer's. To lose one's self. <laughs> <laughs> but what self can be lost? What's the only self that can be lost? Of course, only illusions can be lost. That which is true cannot be lost. <laughs> that which is true can never be lost. It's impossible. It's, that would be an absurdity. So the only thing that is lost is the, is illusions, and people, are, the vast majority of people are scared of that and have no interest in it. Now, it's not your job to make them interested. It's nor is it your job to judge the people for what they choose. We are not here to judge. <laughs> because, just recognize that in order to judge anything accurately, you require total omniscience. That is, you need to understand every single variable at play. <laughs> Do you understand every single variable at play? <laughs> uh, humility <laughs> reveals the answer is no. <laughs> just, a, just a tad of humility. <laughs> Um, that, that's a pretty easy thing to be, to, to own about ourselves that we don't know everything. So the only thing, that's why, you know, the saying, judge not lest ye be judged. Just leave all judgment to God, because that's the only power, the, the omniscience, that's the only power that is able to judge accurately. That's why you leave it to God. <laughs> you, you can't, you have no... There's no, so there's no point in judging other people's choices because you don't you don't understand how they all interweave with the one with the one with the one I don't know. That's a, for some reason that's the best way to put it you so just leave that and focus on yourself and and that's what I try I'm trying to point out here saying that you know for most people forgetting if someone, so most people saying lose your mind, lose your mind is a perceived as to society as a bad thing, um, but to to us, to us peeps, interested in joy and uh, and alignment. If we've lost our mind, we're actually getting somewhere. We're like, oh, finally, we've lost our mind. Great, got somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, hopefully that, I hope that you can get from this. What my hopes is, is you can get from this podcast and these episodes and these ramblings of mine, 
the essence of joy uh, just by listening to it so that you can see how how yeah how it is that you would be your most joyous self just uh, think of it as your most joyous self sees the world in a way that aligns with joy and this is what I'm sharing to the best of my ability uh, in this podcast and in this episode yeah so I think that's about it for this one just something to not think about but just to be with uh, the great thing about this is like I said you just have to listen and it'll, it'll more work on you than you doing anything with it which is great it's like minimal effort uh, just to just to as to fulfill my obligations to clarify how this stuff works so you listen yes and you recognize it yes but to the degree so it's your choice whether you trust me whether you have faith in me totally your choice and i'm not interested in manipulating or your choice in any way i just would like to clarify to you how this stuff works so you have uh, you can make a better informed decision um the more trust and faith you have in uh, the one speaking, telling you these things, um, so in this case, me, uh, in this podcast, that is actually what, that's the, tri- that's the trigger point. That's like the critical factor. Let me give you an example. When I listen to, when I listen to Hawking's, there, there is no, there, there are no barriers understand there's no barriers i haven't put up any defenses i don't have defenses with hawkings i listen with absolute reverence i listened with with hawkings every word he says i take as higher than my own i take as in fact a, <laughs> as an absolute <laughs> so it's quite an incredible thing now please do not take anything i say as the absolute <laughs> please don't do that um, do not do that, <laughs> uh, not everything I say, okay, because I, I, I am prone to making more mistakes, uh, but with, with me, what you, what, where you can put your trust and faith is, in, is, uh, listening to the essence of it, just listen to the essence, listen for the essence, don't worry about the detail, just hear the essence of it, Hear the essence of it. Uh, with Hawking's, it's different, you know. Um, and the reason it's different, just for anyone interested, I, I think I just feel like I should clarify this, um, is because of the map of consciousness. So Hawking's work. I'm just going to give a brief, brief lowdown for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, Hawking's back in I don't know when when did he make this. I'm just going to guess the eighties. Okay, the 80s was the book Power vs. Force, yes. So before that, probably about the 70s, late 70s, I would guess. Um, Hawking's and a whole bunch of, or his team, they worked on what's called the Map of Consciousness. And this, before it came out in the book Power vs. Force and became very popular among mainstream, the Map of Consciousness actually under, underwent uh, scientific scrutiny. And it was published as a PhD dissertation. So it's actually a PhD. has a different name to the map of consciousness as a PhD, but it's the same work. So before being put out to the public, 
uh, it was actually revered by the scientific community. It underwent the scientific test, you know, make sure that everything was uh, appropriate scientifically. Um, and, it, and it was, of course, it's amazing. So Hawkins is quite a unique individual in that he sort of mastered the scientific world uh, and the business world and the spiritual world. <laughs> That's why he's a pretty cool dude. Um, anyway, this map of consciousness is a way to instantly basically ver verify the truth of anything on a relative scale. So you have us at the, what you're doing is you're validating something based on the absolute. So you have the, this principle of the absolute that is that there exists an absolute truth. So it's not like Alice in Wonderland where up is down and anything is what I want it to be. No, uh, there is like an absolute truth. And absol the absolute is, uh, in the map of consciousness, has like the figure of, actually, I think it's best if you look into this for yourself, actually. If you're interested, you can look into the map of consciousness, but for now, just to keep this short, what it allows you to do is gauge the, the truth, the level of truth of anything. And you can verify this um, clinically. It's clinically verifiable. So you can test it with lots of different people. It doesn't matter what their opinions of it of anything are. Their beliefs do not actually influence the result. And the way you test it is through... Um, but actually, no, no, I'll leave this. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I'm showing you this one. I'll leave this one for you to look into if you are interested. But this is just to contextualize. The important part is it allows you to verify the absolute truth of anything. And so um, when I... Uh, was introduced to Hawking's. This was the first teacher that, so uh, the first teacher which I could verify with absoluteness that that what he was saying was true. Because you have other like this was the first time that I was ever to able to ver validate the truth uh, like objectively, and this was incredible for me because I was scientifically trained. Um, I've been, you know, ever since I was a kid, it's kind of where my mind has been. Uh, that's how I was brought up. That's how I uh, still am to a large degree, not too large anymore, but still, still got that part to me. Um, so this was for me that I was here, scientifically trained. Dude, here was the first time that I could actually absolutely verify the truth that that, that every word in, uh, coming out of his mouth was true. Not just on faith, not just on faith, because I was actually never a fan of faith. I was, um, grow, growing up I wasn't, that is. Now I value it, a, like, a lot. But what I've learned is, uh, it's just important to put your faith in the right thing. So faith is a powerful, 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 powerful thing. But you just want to make sure that you're putting your faith in the right thing. Because if you put your faith in something that that will break that break that vow, break the trust, then you're that 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 is a lot of suffering. That is a lot of suffering. Yeah, that's very deep, deep suffering. Deep wounds come from that. So with the great thing with the map of consciousness, so if you want to look into the details of it, you're more than welcome. Just type it in map of consciousness. You can start looking into that um, and you'll see everything I'm saying is is so. 
so, but for now, you can just take my words for the for what I'm saying. Um, the map of consciousness allows you to validate the truth of something before you put your faith into it. So, for example, the map of consciousness would allow you to calibrate a teacher before you listen to them. And this is highly recommended. In fact, Hawking says, I don't care who it is, I would calibrate them before I listen to anything they say. Because you want to make sure that you're listening to something that's true, not something that's false. Why do you want to make sure? Because, you know, the pride would come in and say, I, oh, I, I can tell the difference. Well, actually, actually you can't. The mind is innately incapable of telling the difference between that which is true and that which is false. And that is why this, this tool is, is powerful, is extremely powerful. Um, and that's why I'm letting you know. And if you want, what I would recommend is um, to, just in case I ever, like, stray, God forbid, um, is you can always calibrate this podcast. So if you learn about the map of consciousness, um, I, of course, have the highest faith that I won't, but I'm just saying, just to be totally transparent, uh, you, you have the map of consciousness, right? And if you read a little bit about it, about it, you'll learn the method. And then what you can do is you can calibrate for yourself uh, the level of truth of this podcast and everything I'm saying. So then after you have the calibration, you can then decide based on that how much faith you will put into this podcast, into what I'm saying, how much trust you'll put into me. Because it is not wise to trust those who are untrustworthy. So the only way I am aware of to actually objectively learn who is worthy of trust, who, these, who is worthy of your faith, who is worthy of your trust, is the map of consciousness by David R. Hawkins. And it has been made very clear to me that the best way for you to learn about that is to look into it yourself. If you feel inspired to, uh, you can look into that yourself and begin to learn. It's quite an incredible thing. Uh, so if you want to learn about it, you can go to, um, on Audible, there's a book called Power vs. Force. That's the original book in which it was introduced by David Hawking. That has all the science in it as well. It's quite a, uh, it's not an easy read, but it's a very interesting and it's very fascinating and it introduces it. So that, that's an, or there's an Audible version. There's also the book version. You can also read Letting Go. Uh, Letting Go by David Hawkins. That's my ultimate book recommendation. That uh, also introduces the map of consciousness. Uh, less comprehensively, but enough to get a gr 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 grounding of it. Grounding for it. Um, and then there's also more material. There's actually an audio book called The Map of Consciousness. I think it's about four, between four to six hours on, uh, on Audible, which also covers it very in-depth by David Hawkins. So it's recommended you go directly to the source to learn about it rather than any second-hand uh, material because if you go directly to the source of something, it maintains its purity. Uh, so, yeah. Okay, so this has been a bit longer than expected, um, but I hope you enjoyed it. And re thank you so much for listening to this. It's, uh, it's exciting to see that anyone listens to this. Like, that's amazing. Uh... You can go to the Facebook page to stay updated where I'll be posting 
when I make new episodes. Um, that's the best way I know to post. I haven't really been posting updates on Instagram. Maybe I'll start doing that. I should really start doing that. So I'll, I'll figure out how to do that. I'll learn. I'll just have a look into that. And thanks so much. Like, wow, amazing. Uh, feel free to share this with anyone that you feel may benefit from it. Uh, and I will... I'll, I'll see you in the next one. I'll be making more of these. Okay, because they're really fun to make and people watch them. So that's great. <laughs> so... Have an awesome day. Thank you so much. Oh, it's only been 28 minutes. Cool. <laughs> uh, and I'll see you in the next one.